Hey, good morning and welcome everybody to Church Online here at Summit Church. We're doing things a little bit different today. And by the way, happy Mother's Day. We, we just love our moms. We are so thankful for our own personal mothers, but we're so thankful for the mothers of this house. We have so many great ladies in this church that just uh, do a phenomenal job in every kind of way in our own lives and in the lives of the life of the church. And so we're so thankful and grateful for our moms today. And uh, we want to celebrate. And if you're a mom at home today watching church online or you're traveling or whatever the case may be, we just want to say thank you so much for all that you've done. And we are praying for you and for your family. And God bless you. And so today what we're going to do is something a little different. But before we get into that, I want to take an opportunity just to welcome you. And if you're new with us to our church online family, we'd love to serve you. We want to be able to communicate and connect with you because here at Summit, that's really what we're all about. We're about relationships and friendships and family, really, if you want to be honest. And so I just, I want to encourage you to engage with that. So here's how you do that. Just get your phone out or whatever device you have and make sure you text 94090, the word next one. Now it's one word, you see it on your screen there. Just next and the number one and text that to 94090 and a pastor or leader will get in touch with you and connect and we've got a gift that we want to send you and just want to make sure that we build relationship. We'd love to serve you well. And so please uh, do that. And thank you for being here. We welcome you and just make yourself at home. And if you need anything during this um, uh, time together in this worship experience, please feel free just to say so in the comments or if you want to direct message us, you're more than welcome to do that. If you don't want, it's not something you want everybody to, to see. Or if you want to dial that number, dial, I keep saying dial that number. We don't do much dialing anymore, do we? Just text that number and somebody will connect with you and uh, help to serve you in any way that we can. So this morning what we're going to do is we thought that we're going to continue our series called Loving Life. And you know, we've just made up our mind here at Summit Church that we're going to love life. We are absolutely not going to let life get us down. We may have difficulties, struggles, problems, issues. And, and we know all you mothers out there have experienced all of the above, but we've also experienced great times and victories and just good moments in life. And we've just decided we're going to have a perspective of loving life. Did you know the Bible says that God gave us life to enjoy? And so it's really important for us as we follow Christ to really reflect that. It's about loving life, enjoying it, taking it in and, and leading our lives and our families to a place that will significantly impact us in the world. So today what we thought is we're, we're just going to have a, a panel. We have a panel of moms here and we're just going to take a moment and we're going to ask some questions and they're just going to tell you they're Listen, they're, if you have any problems today, they're going to, they're going to solve all your problems. It's, it's, this is, this is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for. So uh, it's going to be a good time. So let's welcome all of our uh, moms today. Um, first, Right here to my right, we have Linda Henders, who uh, is uh, uh, Gary Henders' wife, and Gary is the mayor of our community. Uh, he also is a good friend and uh, one of the elders of this church. And so he and Linda are very instrumental in the, in, in the church and the impact of the church. And so we want to welcome her. She has two kids, uh, or excuse me, three kids, two boys, Matthew, Marshall, and then one daughter, Amanda, and... and uh, you have uh, uh, five grandbabies, five grandbabies, and yeah, who, yeah, they call her Hootie, so it's Hootie's Cutie. So she can tell you later how she got that name, if if uh, if if she wants you to know. So uh, and then also we have right over here to my left, Shelly Haynes, who is the wife of our uh, uh, one of our pastors here, Scotty Haynes, uh, who they are they've been here now with us since December almost four months. She's a part of the family, y'all. And so she has two kids, um, one that just got married. 20. So, so I have three. So you have three kids now. That's one. right. Yes. yes. So so you have Christian and Kelsey, who is Kelsey's Christian's wife. And then you have Haley, who is a children's minister in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. So very, very good. So uh, that's awesome. So then on my right in the second the, uh, further from me here is Trela, and Trela and her husband Oren Stoner have been a part of our church for some time now. She's a great mom. She she oversees all of our women's ministry. So if you're wanting to get involved in women's ministry, this is your girl. 
and so uh, Trayla has three kids, Austin, her sweet little daughter. She's just precious. She's basically grown up in this church. Yeah. And uh, then Jackson and Levi and uh, great young men of God coming up in the church. And then over here to my left again, we have Gloria. And Frank and Gloria have been in the church for how long? Two years. And they're just great people, wonderful people. We've just, we just had such great conversations uh, with them, uplifting, always uplifting. Part of our prayer team here at Summit Church. These people can pray, y'all. Um, and so Gloria has a son named Frank and a daughter named Jasmine. And Jasmine recently got married, right? Yes, so you have three kids, I guess, an in-law, right? Adopted one, yes. Okay, so today what I want to do is um, I just want to ask you some questions, and you guys just feel free to be completely honest and just, you know, share your hearts today because I really feel like that we live in a time where, as I said last week, I feel like we live in a time where, uh, man, it, it's kind of hard. I'm just going to be honest. It's kind of difficult. We've gone through some difficult things. Um, I believe it's, I believe it's an unbelievable moment for the church. If we could just grab a hold of it and go, Hey, this is a, this is a time for believers to stand at the highest points and shine the light of Jesus and bring unity where there's been division and so much more. So, so we're really believing that that's what the church is going to do. Uh, but you know, I, I really think that a lot of people are struggling with perspective. We know statistically that um, all the negative numbers. I was talking to somebody the other day that I, I can't remember exactly who it was. That's I'm 52, so I, I, I have conversations and I, I don't remember who they were with. But uh, we were talking about the statistics and how, oh, it was uh, I was at Lions Club and there was a lady there from the bridge, which is. Uh, she was talking about the bridge, which is a place that they take kids who have been uh, molested or neglected or things, and they do the interview with them there. It's a really great program. I'm not going to talk about all the program, but she talked about how all the statistics have just gone up. The negative statistics have gone up. Bu abuse, misuse, and all, you know, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, divorce, all those things have arisen because we're living in a, just a high pressure time. And we're, we're kind of coming out on the other side of it now. And a lot of us have just dug in with our faith, but it's not been easy, as all of you can attest. So what I want to do is just ask some questions and maybe the wisdom. And I, I do mean that because I respect each one of you. And I really believe that you have a lot of insight. And uh, I think that what you can say today and answer these questions can really help some people. So let's have some fun and um, get into this. So first question. Um, what's your favorite food? Mexican, of course. <laughs> okay, what's what's your, Gloria? What's your favorite Mexican dish to make? Oh, to make! Oh my goodness! Um, I love uh, normally. Oh my goodness! We make tacos, enchiladas, and because that's Frank's favorite. So yes. Tacos and enchiladas. Yes. So when can I expect those to be delivered? Well, <laughs> it's not Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, it's not Father's Day, is it? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get a gift. Shelly, how about you? What's your favorite food? Probably Italian. Italian. And don't ask me my favorite thing to cook because I want to go out and eat it. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to cook it. Hey, you heard that, Scotty. So, uh, Trailer, how about you? I like Italian as well. Okay. But I don't cook, so... You don't cook at all. I cook a little bit. Okay. But I don't cook Italian. So does Oren do most of the cooking? Yes. Oh, wow. He's a superstar. Yeah. Yes. Linda, what is it? Well, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> all those others are really tasty. But if you have yeah. to say one. Come on. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. It is a food group for sure. Yes, definitely. I do like to cook. And yes, whenever you... Actually, you always uh, get together and go dinner and, and public because we invited him and he didn't come and my feelings are... Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> what? When did I get this invite? Oh, man. I don't know if I should have done this, y'all. He said to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> she got me. All right. So question number one for real now. What 
in what is your favorite thing about being a mother? What's your favorite thing about being a mom? Well, I'll jump off the cliff here and just say um, there's nothing on the planet like it. And it's really the relationship. It, you as a mother begin to feel that relationship when you're pregnant and that baby starts to move. And I could get emotional just thinking about that. And it's been a few years, uh, but I remember it. And, and then you hold a baby in your arms and you know a love like nothing else. And then they grow to be adults and the relationships you have with them. It, it's just, there is nothing that compares. There are other great loves, but there is nothing that compares. It's nothing the same as the love and the relationship you have with your children. Mm, that's good. Anyone else want to answer that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine sounds a little, a little shallow probably after that. <laughs> no, I loved, loved going to things that my kids did. Yeah. Like when they, they played ball or they, you know, did things at school. I love that. Now that they're older, I like being able to do things for them that I don't have to do. Mm. Like when, when they're younger, you have to do things. And now I can buy them things and send them things that are just silly and they love it. Mm. And I don't have to do it for them. Right. But I love being able to. Good. That's good. That's good. I do like to say that uh, to me it's been a privilege and what an honor that we uh, mentors and God trust us with those precious kids mm. and um, to love them, to mentor them, and to, when we raise our kids, always think that you don't raise them for yourself, but you raise them to the world. Mm -hmm. You are going to be, and um, we have a great responsibility, but what an honor. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's so good. Trailer, how about you? What's your favorite thing about being a mom? Right now, it's checking like those little moments with them. Um, my youngest is almost four. So this is like his last time at home with me before I send him to pre-K next year. And we were just playing on the swing yesterday. And these like little moments, I try really hard to like mm -hmm. set in my mind, like I want to remember this. Like I want to remember how they were in this moment and how much fun mm -hmm. we were having together. So just those really little moments yeah. that are really precious yeah. to me. Yeah. goes fast, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, as I've gotten older, uh, I, you know, I remember hearing people my age now say that when I was younger. Oh, you know, take make sure you focus on all the memories because mm -hmm. you will it will go so fast. And I thought, OK, well, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it. Uh, my daughter's turning 20 and she's it seems like yesterday she oh, was yeah. just learning how to ride a bike, you know, and I'm it's just uh it's really hard. So um, this next one's there, there's really nothing funny about it, but I want you to be honest because, you know, sometimes I think we appreciate moms and we have Mother's Day and we, we take this moment to honor you. And but I don't I don't know. I, I, I've never actually sat down with my mom and asked this question. And it's why I'm asking this question now to you guys. Uh, but and I don't think most kids do. We never think, you know, you think of your mom a little bit higher or above all the fray because they're always there for you. And so, but I know that there are lots of challenging things about being a mother. So just share it with me from your heart and everybody may not, I may not have everyone answer this, but just whoever wants to answer, um, is being a mom challenging and in what ways, in what ways is it challenging? Okay, I would like to say being a mom can be very challenging, also rewarding, but there are lots of challenges that come along with it. I think one that I've come to notice recently is that every single child I have is different. And so the solutions I have for one or even like the punishment I have for one isn't going to work for the other one. So finding just what works so specifically for each child is a challenge, you know, but I have a really good husband who helps <laughs> weird team. So it's helpful to come together when we're trying to figure out how to discipline our children, but it is challenging. Okay. That's so true. And all three of my kids, of course, are different as well. And so uh, you like to say, well, I love all my children equally. And I understand the concept of that, but really what you do, or at least what I feel like we do as moms is love them uniquely because they each require something unique 
you love them desperately, but differently because they require something different. They re and yes, it is challenging. And yes, there are days you do want to slap them into next week. We can be honest <laughs> about that. <laughs> but you don't. You don't. No, you don't. You, you get a grip and you do the best you can. And like you said, it's very rewarding, but nothing truly rewarding is not challenging. And there's nothing mm. more challenging, I don't think, than being a good mom. And nobody's a good mom 100% of the time, but everybody can be a good mom sometime. Mm. And man, sometimes you, 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 you get it, and it's very rewarding. Mm. And as I've seen my children age and marry, uh, and they come back and they ask for some advice or, or they speak something that maybe they'd heard you say when they were younger, it is incredibly rewarding. And I've got great kids, and I'm very proud of them. And it isn't just because of what uh, their father and I did. They've made very significant good choices of their own. But you know you've spoken into their lives, and that reward is remarkable. But it is maybe the most challenging thing I think I've ever done. I heard John Maxwell say one time that everything worth having is uphill. Yeah. And the problem is most people have downhill habits. And so mom, mom being a mother... Man, there are challenging moments, but I, I think you're right. I mean, just yeah. not that I'm a mother, but I, I'm a father. And yeah. I, th yeah, yeah. Some people have called me mother, but there were other word attached to it. Yeah, I don't well, know what that was. You're not going. But, <laughs> but uh, honestly, um, I just think that I don't think there's anything more rewarding. You know, the Bible is very clear that what you invest in a kid, man. And you see that come back to you. I tell you, like what you were talking about, your kids, you know, being able to do things for them and stuff. One of the things I love is when my kids do something that's just special as adults. And I'm just like, or somebody comes to me and say, you know what they did? And it just, I'm telling you on the inside, I'm doing everything to, to just not, you know, beam with pride and be, you know, arrogant about it. That's right. My kids are great, you know. <laughs> But that's how you feel, sure. and and what you what you're really feeling is what I put in is coming out. Um, so, you know, David, yeah, let me just ahead. say something that when you said you beam with pride and my kids are great, I'm I'm not saying it in an arrogant way, mm. but I had a mom tell me one time that she didn't want to tell her daughter that she was attractive because she didn't want she didn't want her to get the big head. And my thought is, I tell my sons and my daughter. You're beautiful inside mm -hmm. out and my son-in-law mm -hmm. and my daughter-in-law. I love those people mm -hmm. because the world's going to beat them up. It's okay yeah. for you to build them up as a mom and as a dad. <laughs> you build them all up because yeah. the world's going to, you know, throw rocks. There are going to be and plenty of humiliating yeah, circumstances. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we, We've been humble. there. Our yeah. kids have been there. Yeah. We can't protect them from all that, but we can yeah. speak life yes. and, and confidence so into good. them and who they are. And God made them who they were, mm. who they are uniquely again. And that's okay. And that's okay. So I, I don't think it's bad at all to brag on your kiddos. And no. I love it when people come to me and brag on my kiddos too. You yeah. know, everybody likes to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to ask another question. It's real, really more specific and it, it's very, um, it's going to be unique and I'm going to have each one of you answer this one, but uh, it, I want you to really think about it. Because so I, I asked this question that was really uh, very similar to this, but not as specific. So I want you to really think about it and really just give us the answer that you really, really believe. What is the hardest thing about being a mom? The hardest thing. Let's try when they are teenagers and they start manifesting uh, their own personality and they want to fight for what they believe or... Uh, I think it's, it's very challenging, but um, to add a little bit of what we were saying previously is be careful what you say to your kids because it come back to you. Mm. Uh, you know, when we tire or frustrated or um, disappointed at the moment, uh, we want, we say things that we don't mean and... Uh, we can hurt them real bad. Mm. So I would say that when this happened, you would tell them, I'm disappointed of what you've done. Never tell them, I'm disappointed of you. Okay, because that's two different things. Mm -hmm. um, that's so good. Uh, say, say things like that. And like Linda was saying, you always lift them up. They're the smartest. Your kids are the smartest the most beautiful, the most handsome, the more important 
in life. And pastor was saying something, the world is going to punch you a lot. Don't, don't tell them things. It's important. Uh, I remember I had a babysitter that went, because when my daughter was little, I always tell her, oh, you're so beautiful and I love you. And, you know, it's not that you're not going to punish them. Punish them when they do wrong, but punish them in love. Mm. That they never doubt that you love them. Right. So she said, don't tell her that. She's going to get big head. And I said, don't spoil her. And I say, that's what exactly she is for, for me to spoil her in a good way. Yeah. Um, yes, when they do something wrong, you call their attention. But when they do something right, make sure that you reward them and handsome them. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You know, uh, I, I really think that... Um, you know, that speaking life into your kids and, you know, st uh, statistics still say, you know, kids will spend most of their time with their teachers at school or with their friends. And so a lot of times people will say the most influential people in their life are their coaches or their teachers, their friends. But statistics across the board say that legitimately kids still are influenced the biggest by their own parents. And so obviously some people are missing the boat on that because they're not speaking life and they are somehow in this weird, you know, trying to gauge how to, you know, I don't know, manipulate their personality or not, you know, there are things we can't, you can't control whether a kid's gonna, you know, do one thing or another necessarily, but you can teach and train and speak towards what the direction they need to go. And I, those, those are both very good answers. Shelly, what's the hardest thing being mother? What's the hardest thing you have to do? I would say watching your kids learn things the hard way mm. because there's, there's so many things and both of our kids are this way and they're kind of hard headed, which I love. I love that about them because they're, that's a good quality in yeah. them. But sometimes they don't want to listen to mom and dad, you know, yeah. so you have to let them go and you have to let them do whatever they plan to do the way they want to do it. And then you have to sit and watch them maybe fall at the time. Yeah. And, and as a mother, you just want to step in and save them, right? but you can't do that. You can't right. enable them all the time. Right. So watching them go through things that, you know, are hard for them and that they're hurting, but you, you right. have to watch them work through it themselves. And hopefully we've taught them to work through it themselves. Right. And I, I, I want to stop for a second and I'm going to come back to the question. Don't let me forget to ask you, but I, this is a problem today. What she just discussed is a problem today. And I see because we all, we don't want our kids to suffer. We, we don't. We, we don't want them to go through a hard time. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to have difficulty. It is literally, in, in, my, in my opinion, uh, as a leader uh, and as a pastor, I'm, I'm just telling you, when I look at parenting, I think one of the crisis things that are happening right now today is no one will let their kids face consequences. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of like that we talk about all the time that everybody gets a trophy kind of mentality. Yeah. Like, Hey, you, you participated, you're awesome. So we're going to give you a trophy regardless if you earned it or deserved it or anything like that. Now, I know that's a little different than this, but it's kind of not, it's kind of the same thing. And here's, here's what I mean by that is like when your kid has a problem, if, if every time your kid does something, their behavior creates a response that's negative. If every time that happens, you come in and you soften the blow, say the teacher you, your kids out of control. You know, they are, they've been that way at home. They go and they deal with the teacher. The teacher's trying to communicate with you. We're having problems. And instead of listening to the teacher, helping your kid work it out, you blame it on the teacher. That's a way of softening the blow. In other words, nothing is your fault. Nothing is your problem. This is all someone else's problem. I really want to know today. Uh, what do you think? How do you feel about it? Linda? How do you feel about that idea of uh, where's that line? I mean, because obviously there are some places where you're like, okay, you can learn the lesson without hitting that hard. I'm going to help in some way. But if that becomes the way we handle everything. Sure. Well, Gloria was right. I mean, we love them, but we discipline them with love. There are consequences to behavior. If they don't learn that now, they're going to learn mm -hmm. it later when they get out there in college and, and, you know, who knows what all work, those sort of things that will be life altering. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're doing them a favor. It may not be the easiest thing in the world, but there need to be consequences to behavior in love. Mm. Um, we told our kids, well, if they were in trouble at school, they were in trouble at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I know a lot of parents really believe that. It's just hard. You got to go ahead and follow through. And the follow through yeah. sometimes can be hard. Gary would maybe uh, ground Matthew from the bicycle, and then Gary went to work, and I'm the one who had to tell him no all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't ride the bike. So it wasn't, it's not always easy. That's yeah. an easy one, but right. it's not always easy. Follow through. If you say this is what's going to happen, it's going to happen. I love you. And you're not riding the bike today. I mean, that's an easy one. Like mm -hmm. I said, they're a lot harder than that by far. Right. But follow through in love and, and show them consequences for behavior. Good consequences for good behavior, too. But you don't yeah. love them because of their behavior. You love them no matter what. So good. So that's a yeah. constant. But, yeah, there's, there can be trouble to be had if you're crossing the line. And, uh, yeah. and you need to stick with uh, other authorities. You're teaching them to obey the authorities, other authorities outside of the home as well. Yeah. Long term, you're doing them a favor. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, I, I, I would just add one thing to that is that not, not just your own discipline. You know, obviously, there's going to be consequences for behavior inside your house. But not just for that, but also for things they do outside. I mean, yes. uh, if I, if I did something that was inappropriate and it, there was a consequence with it, my dad did not come in and fix that for me. Yeah. He didn't, he let me pay the consequence. I have a, a pastor that, uh, that I look up to that was telling me his kid got in some trouble that wasn't even really his kid's fault, but he was with the people who did it. And so it was, a, and so they, they, the police officer went to his church and he said, Hey, I can let him, I can let him off this. If you want to just take him home. And he's like, you know, he walked up to his son. He said, son, I love you. I've, I've loved you more than I've ever loved you. And you need me right now more than you've ever needed me. But then he said, I'll see you in the morning. He went to jail. And he went home and he let his kids spend the night in jail. And then he came and picked him up the next morning. His son was repentant. He, he was already repentant. He showed him love, but he let him pay the consequences to let him know, look, this is what happens when, when you do that, when you associate with that. So I would even encourage life consequences let them let them i know it's hard but listen they're gonna they're gonna either they'll learn it now or they'll they won't learn it now and they will get hammered later mm -hmm. that's just the fact yes. so um let's get back to the other question that was a great answer linda thank you for that a lot of wisdom in that um so trailer what is the hardest thing single hardest thing about being a mom to you i think for me it's something i've been working on since i started being a mom so almost 11 years ago it was like guilt almost mom guilt i'll go to bed at night and think oh i didn't spend enough time with her or i didn't get this done and this done um and just talking myself out through the guilt and out of it because it's a waste of time i've realized like it mm. is a waste of time it doesn't help me it doesn't help my kids and just like if there's something you do need to correct in yourself, correct it, but then move on hmm. and not dwell on it. You know, do you felt like you had, yeah. and I know sometimes it's not this, but do you, do you feel like you maybe had too high expectations for yourself? Maybe you're reaching for a perfection. Yes. Or yes. Perfection is something that I find myself reaching for, or I get put really high standards on myself that are unachievable. Yeah. So then if you, you're really pressuring yourself to something you can't even do, it's really unfair. Hmm. So if you're like putting an expectation up here and you're never going to reach it. So you're always upset with yourself. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So don't do that. <laughs> you know, just yeah. correct what's wrong and move on and yes. don't dwell on it. You know, what's so humbling is when as a parent, you do that and you get this big standard and you're like, and then you realize your kids do not care at all. Like that was not something they even cared about. They didn't even notice it. I, I've done that so many times. I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm full of myself is what I am. <laughs> I made the prettiest Christmas handouts for my daughter's preschool class when I was pregnant with Jackson. And I thought that was peak momming yeah. uh, in that moment. Yes. And then later I'm like, oh, well, I had one child. That was Kate. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't sign up for anything for you this year. So <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful for the moms yeah. who did. But, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Hey, anybody that gets past one or two kids without that third one, you're like, yeah, yeah that dirty t-shirt's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that comedian. Yeah. I love that comedian that said, what's it like to have four kids? He said, imagine yourself drowning and someone handing you a kid. That's yeah. what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like that first and second kid thing. That first kid, Taylor, man, everything had to be pristine. And boy, if a, if a, if a little pacifier hit the ground, oh, it had to be sanitized. Like with Sydney, it was like, wipe that thing off, yeah, put it back in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just going to be vitamins for. Um, Linda, do you want to answer that question? The hardest thing to you about being a mom? Well, when you when you asked it a minute ago, you know, I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I, I kind of echo uh, what you're saying, Trayla. Honestly, I think a lot of moms don't feel like they're enough, and mm. and you know, really want to speak to the young moms because, uh, and particularly, I mean, I think it's easy. It was easier for me back in the day, as they say. Uh, maybe than it is now because everything is on fake book, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> you know the yeah. peanut butter sandwiches that look like Mickey Mouse and yeah. and all that, and and so that mom won that day, and I'm ha you need to be happy for her. Yeah. And she put it on Facebook. She needs some reinforcement too. So you didn't. I mean, you're lucky for them to get fed at all. And I get that. You don't feel like you're enough, but you are enough. You're not going to win every time, but nobody loves your kids like you do. Yeah. Nobody does. Right. And love covers so many of those things. Yeah. So, you know, hey, the diaper didn't get changed immediately. The, the meal wasn't sitting out in this beautiful, you know, coordinated dinnerware. Life goes on. Some nights you're going to be able to win. Some nights maybe not as much. You yeah. know, maybe you don't get the mom of the year trophy. I'm, I'm still waiting for mine. So, yeah. and my kids turned out fine. Yeah. So I do remember feeling like I just wasn't enough. All the other moms looked like they had it together. Their kids had matching clothes at Christmas, that kind of thing or whatever. And, you know, it, it just, I, it, it got to me. And I realized as you learn, like you said, you learn that was from the devil. Yeah. He wanted to take away the joy of a, being a mom mm. of three wonderful kids. Mm. And uh, and he'll do it. I mean, he doesn't care. He's after everybody from the littlest one to the oldest one to the weakest one to the strongest one. Mm. And the devil will find wherever you're weak. And when I didn't feel like I was nailing it as the mom and being mom of the year that day, boy, he came right at me. Yeah. And he found a willing victim at times. I mean, I let him yeah. do it. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit just spoke life. It's like, hey. You're doing the best you can. Mm -hmm. No mom, nobody can love your kids like you do, uh, with the exception of Jesus. Honestly, mm -hmm. nobody can nail it like you can because right. your heart is for them. And later on, they got you know they don't remember that. They don't remember if they went to Walmart in a dirty T-shirt. They don't care, like yeah. you said. They don't care. Yeah. Um. And and it's okay. You are enough. You're their mother. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You blow it one day. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay. You know, thank goodness God gives us second and third and 49th chances, 70 times seven. I mean, constantly forgiving us for our failures and, and every day is a new day mm. and you can win that day and your kids will come back and you'll, you'll see it. <laughs> it may take a few years, Yeah. you know, especially with those boys, yeah. but it, you know, it, it takes a little longer with them, but honestly, uh, you're okay. You're enough. God put you there for a reason. Do you think that maybe, you know, I hear you say you win some days and lose some days and that's true. But do you think that maybe uh, what we think is winning and what we think is losing, we sometimes get that confused? You think moms oh. get that confused? Oh, like maybe I do. There, maybe there's too many things that they're trying to be good at. Sure. And I think social media puts an extra pressure. Like I said, I didn't have to deal with that as much. But I do think because only the really pretty things get put on there. Everybody looks like they're living this Pinterest life, and they're not. Nobody's no. perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody loses their temper. Everybody... Uh, messes up, everybody burns something in the oven, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Everybody struggles. How am I going to pay for my kids to go to college and worries about those things? You know, all those things are common to man. It's mm. it's okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I do think sometimes we just put too much pressure on and, and then later we look back and go, hey, you know, it, like I said, my kids turned out okay. Maybe I did some things better than I thought. Yeah. And once I realized that I wasn't going to let the devil speak into my being a motherhood, my motherhood, I was going to let the Holy Spirit speak into my yeah. motherhood. He speaks life. Yeah, He's like, Linda, good. okay, you can do this. It may not be perfect, but you go for it. Yeah. And love And even on. when he corrects you, it's life. Yes, it's yeah. life-giving. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's like, hey, encouragement. Yeah. As opposed to the devil coming in and saying, you're just not good enough. And I know yeah. there were times when I just didn't feel like, you know, it's not a natural. I'm not just a naturally good mom. Like some, mm -hmm. like I would think, oh, well, she's just naturally good at it. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You've yeah. seen women, you're like, wow. Isn't that I should interesting? do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to the young moms out there, you're in the position you're in for a reason. God, those children are mm. yours for a reason. Whether you bore them or adopted them, whether you're uh, fostering them, it doesn't matter. Mm. You're there for that reason. And yeah. you are enough. You, and of course, I should say, put God in that picture yeah. because he's the one who will give you the strength to do yeah. it. Don't let the devil talk you out of it that right. you can't do this. You can. So good. So good. Yeah. 
So then that, that, really, that really leads into my next question because we are talking about this series about loving life. And as a mom, how would you describe that concept? How would you describe that idea? What does loving life look like to you? I would say anything making memories. Oh, like anything yeah. making good memories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the kids were little, we could buy bubbles and, and chalk. You know what I mean? Sidewalk chalk. And they loved it. Yeah. And still to this day, my kids will talk about, remember when we did this? Or they'll get excited when we go to Walmart now because they're like, oh, all the spring stuff's out and the chalk's out and the bubbles are out. And it didn't cost money. So yeah. I think you don't you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. to do these things. I listened to a podcast the other day and it was Jennifer Garner. And she said, she tells her kids every day that joy is their birthright. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so good. And so she does things with them all the time, making memories. I'm like, that's just, to me, that that's love in life is just mm. enjoying your time and just being joyful with, with your kids and your family. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. Good. good Who else wants to answer that? Just loving life. What does it look like to you? I think it looks like not letting your circumstances dictate how you feel constantly on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and just really focusing on the good things that are happening opposed to the bad things that are happening. Yeah. It, it just, when you have a mind shift like that, it changes everything. And it's hard sometimes when you're stuck in a negative cycle, but mm -hmm. you can shift it and enjoy life, even if there are hard things happening or yeah. you feel like it's one thing after another. Nice. Yeah. I've been studying a lot yeah. lately about how our minds are created to create neural pathways. Me too. And so um, it's interesting. I wonder how much when we get in those negative cycles, when we speak and we're, we're unthankful or ungrateful and we're just, we don't even realize we're doing it, but we're, but our kids are hearing that. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if our kids grow up being negative, if that's the reason, mm -hmm. if, if you have negative kids that always see the glass half empty, mm -hmm. is it because you were constantly talking about what was bad, yeah. but not, not overwhelmingly talking about what was good. And it, it, that's kind of a human nature thing, right? I mean, a lot of times we think we, we, we just notice the bad faster than we do the good. And we talk way more about the bad than we do the good, because it's almost like you have to have a conscious effort to see the good, you know, yeah. especially now it just feels that way. I don't even know if it is that way, but it feels that way. So what does it mean loving life? Over here, Gloria, what does it mean that, that way to you? Loving life is, uh, to me, is uh, fulfilling the purpose of God. Uh, mm. I find uh, peace in my life and, and joy. And I like what uh, my sister here said that, you know, build memories. It comes a time that they leave you and all you have is memories. Mm -hmm. And when they go, uh, like my daughter, often I thought that she would never learn. And now she said, Mom, I just, turning like you, I like to cook. And she, she never cooked at home. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jasmine. And now she's a wonderful wife. And, you know, she said, uh, even in bedtime, I'm still cleaning. And she likes to be neatly. And it's not exactly that it's the right way to do it. And. I'm not saying that's a perfect thing to do, but I just saying that, you know, she, you teach your children, whatever you teach them, but be constant and be loving. And um, she, and I'm not fear that the kids will feel a home, you know, even eating a meal. And um, if you like to cook, cook for them. If you don't like it and they don't, really want i'm pretty sure everybody enjoys a good meal right but, um, <laughs> i do as times when just get together and and laugh or what did you do for instance ask them well how was your day they feel important you know that the family mm. i remember when my husband was called to the ministry it was my kids jenny was probably a two-year-old and he wanted to go to missions and do this and the other, and he wanted me to go with him. And I say, well, I am not going to because my <laughs> mission is my kids. Right. Good. That's good. And uh, that's always what I did. And my, um, I say, if it's one 
oh, if there's any chances that something will happen to my kids, I'm not going to take it. Mm. Okay, I don't trust um, just anybody with my kids. My kids mm -hmm. are mine and I'm responsible. Yes. And I always was like that. Uh, for example, and I'm not saying you do it, but I always feel like when they say, let's have a, a sleepover. And my son was young and I say, well, you're going to go to the party. I pick you up at 10.30 or 11, and you're going to sleep in your home. And I, and I say, when, well, they asked me why not. And I say, because I don't believe in that. And he thought it was religious waste. Yeah. And I say, no, because when people close their doors behind their, you know, they don't, you don't know. I mean, yeah. you know them socially. And right. I say, be careful with your kids. Don't trust just anybody. Mm, uh, yeah. Make, make sure that your kids grow healthy. And all the areas of their life. I think that I think uh, teaching your kids to make good choices produces a love for life because you you it, that's one of the biggest struggles and in the internal conflicts and the and the things that kids, especially growing up into adolescence, have a struggle with is do I or don't I, should I or shouldn't I? And there are going to be some failures and there are going to be some wins and victories. But the truth is, the, be the better we can help them to make those decisions, right. the, the, the more effective and more victories they're going to have. And so I agree with that as well. Let me, let me uh, just move on. And, um, uh, you know, I, I just really believe I, I'm not... I want to say this and I want, I want everybody to hear me as we're about to close here in just a moment, but I, I want, I don't want you to, when you hear me say a love for life, I don't want you to hear uh, that I'm saying that just be this person in denial and just ignore all the hardships and difficulties. No, it's exactly the opposite. It's taking responsibility for who you are and for what you're responsible for and following, like Gloria said, the purpose of God. And when you find yourself in that place of fulfillment, you, you, you will find yourself loving life more because you're not in that struggle so much. And, and so we need to make sure we we pass that to our kids. Don't, don't give your kids, you know, I, I hate sarcasm. It's funny. And sometimes I use it and sometimes other people use it and I laugh at it. But the truth is sarcasm. I see as a cousin to cynicism and you, you we live in a cynical world and a, a world that sees things from the negative point of view. And it distorts the way things really are. And, and, it, and it's, it's very, it's a very difficult thing. Let's not give our kids reason to to uh, live their life in a way that is cynical and hard and not pliable or not purposeful. Let's really just teach them how to see the good, like Trayla said, see the positive, see those things that are uplifting and strengthening and and, and, and you know what? One of the best things, I, I didn't know this was going to turn into a parenting session, but hey, it's all right. <laughs> one of the things I think is, is so important to teach our kids to be grateful. You know, if you travel the world like we have and you've seen what we've seen, I'm telling you, there, there's not a kid in America. I don't care where they're at or what level they're at. Even if they're in some poverty situations, there is something for them to be grateful for. I'm just telling you. And I've seen kids that are in abject poverty, that it's just... Un that, you know, they're in a place where they're impoverished and they have nowhere to go for help. That, that's how bad it is. And so, uh, but I've found people even in that situation that love life. Like it, it, it has always just, just astounded me to go in and see kids kick, literally kicking a log, like a little tree branch, using it for a soccer ball. Or a, a, me and Scotty have seen many times kids using a tennis shoe, an old beat up, tennis shoe or piece of rubber as a soccer ball and not having a real soccer ball and, and, and just laughing and running and having fun and loving life. And I'm like, man, we're missing something. Why, 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 why don't I feel like that? You know, it, there's something about in kids that they don't have everything weighing them down. And I'm encouraging us as parents and you are encouraging people as moms as well. Don't, don't give your reason kids a reason to, to be that way or see that way. Let's teach gratitude and, and see that happen. So um, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question over here. What do you wish people understood about being a mom? 
What do you wish people understood about motherhood? It's honorable. Um, I have had other uh, paying positions that pay money. And uh, uh, I have uh, dear friends, and my daughter, I have people who work outside the home um, and are wonderful moms. So it doesn't matter whether you're a working mom because you're always a working mom, whether you're getting paid for it or not, even though they call it a working mom. It's an honorable, honorable thing. Um, again, whether you've uh, given birth, whether you've adopted, or whether you're fostering your kids, that matters not. It's very, it's an honorable thing. I, I wish people as a whole honored motherhood in and of itself more. Um, and I just think the moms need to remember that, particularly on Mother's Day. You are doing something very honorable, mm. something that honors you, your family, and your God. And don't ever forget that. What you do, even though it feels like you're in the trenches sometimes when you are changing a diaper or running somebody to practice for the 97th time, you're doing honorable work. Yeah, you are, because you're making an impression and impact. Yes. Trailer, what do you wish people knew about what it meant to be a mom? What do you what do you wish people understood about it? You know, that it's so full of joy, mm -hmm. that there are hard times. It's hard sometimes to be a mom, but you don't have to end every day feeling defeated. It is just mm -hmm. the best time. Yeah. I have so much fun being a mother to my children and they are just so fun to mm -hmm. raise. I mean, it is amazing. I love being a mom mm -hmm. and it's something that should be enjoyed and yeah. something that should be fun. So, right. Well, you know, the Bible says, I, I often wonder why we, we, we bemoan and mourn about parenting because the Bible says children are a heritage of the Lord mm -hmm. and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So I, 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 I just want to encourage that. So I'm going to ask this one last question and I'm going to ask it to Shelly because in a way, uh, Gloria has already answered this question. So in what ways can we teach our kids to love life? What are some really specific practical ways to teach your, teach, teach your kids to have that attitude like Trailer was saying? Man, life is hard. There's going to be struggles, but you can, you can totally enjoy this. Yeah, I, I think you have to teach them not to take themselves so seriously and take mm -hmm. life so seriously. I think with social media and things, that there's so much pressure on them to, to look a certain way. I mean, they're 12 years old and they look like they're 18. Yeah. You know, I think there's so much pressure on them to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to be the best ball player. To, you know, I mean, they start playing ball when they're three yeah. and you've got a kid that wants to play when they're 12 and they think I'm, I'm behind. I, yeah. I can't play this. If I think they need to not take themselves so seriously and just enjoy what they're doing and and I think you have to encourage them if you you can do this. I mean, right. you're 12. You yeah. have so much time ahead of you. Yeah. You can do this. I think you just have to sometimes maybe give them a little nudge out there. But I think in, as a parent, you have to maybe model that a little. You have mm. to try new things, too. Right. And so I, I work with a, a girl that she told me, she said, I've never played soccer before, but my son's he's playing soccer. So I get, I get out and I run along on the side of the field with them. She goes, like, yeah. I'm learning, too. So I'm like, I think you have to model that sometimes right. that, you know, you can always try new things. Get get out there and don't don't take things so seriously. Mm. Enjoy enjoy this time while you've got it. You've got your right. whole life to live. Yeah, it's not over now. So true, man. I'm so thankful for these moms that have been with us today, and I want to say thankful, uh, thank you to every single mom that's at church online. You know we love you, and I'm going to say a prayer for you in here in just a moment. But I just want to encourage you. Uh, listen, you are, like uh, like Linda said, you are doing a valuable thing, an honorable thing, but it's not just honorable, it's valuable. I don't know what we'd do without you. You know, I, I read something uh, not long ago that said that on Mother's Day, they can't even count the cards that go out of a prison um, on Mother's Day. But on Father's Day, there's almost no cards because a lot of uh, guys who are in prison that didn't have a father in their life and uh, so for if you're a mom of any type, adoptive mom, a foster mom, a biological mom, or even just a mom of the house where you've mentored or helped or come alongside some younger person in the church, you are so, so valuable. And we're thankful. And I want to say to my mom that I'm thankful for you and grateful for you. You have, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. 
in your prayers. And so thank you for that. But to all of you, know this, know this, that you are loved and you are appreciated. And we here at Summit Church want you to know that. We want you to hear it. And I'm telling you, all you kids out there that have a mom, you better start saying it. I want to see a Mom of the Year trophy in Linda Hinder's. <laughs> this year, some Hinder's kids better get to busy. Could this be my uh, year? Get, this could be it. This could <laughs> be it, Linda. Be I'm putting the pressure on. So anyway, uh, let's love our moms. Let's be thankful for them and add value. And, and listen, listen, love life. Yeah. Ah, there's plenty of things to be upset about. There's plenty of things to be mad about. Let's live our life in peace. Let's live our life in joy. Let's not get worked up. Let's bless those who curse us. Let's forgive those who hurt us. Let's pray for those who despitefully use us. Let's, let's do all the things that God told us to do that would produce a love for life. Those who would love life and have good days, just be those kind of people who care and are compassionate and humble and loving. And that's exactly what you have, a life that you can love. So uh, it's been great today. I've, I've received so much. The wisdom that has happened in this little setting has been fantastic and and these ladies are so much fun and, and and so thankful that you guys agreed to do this i appreciate it and so i just want to pray with you today uh, if you're a mom right now we're going to pray and then and then uh, we'll we'll move on father we just thank you for all of our moms and we mean that genuinely we mean it sincerely and lord we we don't say it enough and we and we, and we probably don't reach out enough and we probably uh don't really even think about it enough because moms are just kind of they're just kind of always there and always helpful and always encouraging and always uh, uh, leading our lives in a way one way or another nurturing us even as we are grown adults God that's just what moms do and as a result we can be so foolish as to take that for granted and, and so I, I just I, I just pray right now father that you will You'll help us all to love our moms a little bit more, that you'll help us to reach out to them and let them know how valuable they are and how much we love them. Lord, I pray for every mom that they'll be strengthened and encouraged. If they're a single mom, that they'll, they'll know that with the Holy Spirit's help and the help of the church, you can do this, you can, you can make it. And those who are adopting kids, that, that they are doing a, a service that is so valuable, it's hard to measure. And if, Father, we just thank you for all the foster moms out there and for all the moms of the house. We pray for blessings on every single life. And Lord, we just thank you for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, we pray. And listen, if you if you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, uh, I want to encourage you to do that. And and if you'll just if you, if you'll just reach out, dial that number. I said dial again. Uh, text that number nine four zero nine zero next one and a pastoral leader will get in touch with you and pray with you and help you make a decision to follow christ it is the best decision you could possibly make with your life every good mom that's a believer will tell you that and and my mom prayed for years and i don't know if she ever thought it was going to happen but it did and it changed my life and i would never ever go back uh, from serving jesus it's just the greatest thing ever so i want to encourage you it's time to make that decision stop running and make the decision and do it today. God will do something good in your life.